G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Monday, Thursday, tomorrow's Good Friday. Uh, on Sunday, we will all be in celebration uh, because we'll be remembering the resurrection of Jesus. And, uh, of course, Easter, a reminder that our struggles are not in vain. It's uh, very true, Neil, and I think it's um, uh, really at times when the world is feeling um, somewhat shocked over what's been happening in, in Europe and, and what's, in fact, happening in our own country in many ways, um, it's good that we have Easter and Christmas and these specific occasions that draw our thoughts specifically back to what Jesus came to the world to do. It's um, too easy to overlook um, our Christianity and our main message of bringing hope to a nation, uh, to a world, um, often gets pushed aside for the politics and all the issues that are going on and the stress of, of bombs going off and other things. So I think this is a time when we really should focus. And it's interesting you talked about Maunday Thursday because I seem to remember when I was younger that there was quite a lot made of Maunday Thursday, but today you just don't hear anything about it. I think Satan is squeezing us in or squeezing us out in so many ways, of, of remembering the important parts of Christianity and the important parts of our mandate as Christians to reach out to the world. It seems to me, Peter, Peter, when we're under the pressures that we are with some of the issues Australia is facing, that when we get to Easter, uh, we would be very unwise to avoid the connections that Easter reflection bring to our own Christian heritage in Australia to reflect on those things that have made us a nation that we are, that we do have this rich Christian heritage. If we avoid the reflection on those important aspects of Easter, we're actually dropping the ball, aren't we, with what we've been given in Australia? I think we are, and and it's saddened me for many years, I must admit, and uh, I, I don't want to have a go at people particularly, but so many of our church leaders um, tend to speak at these occasions uh, about what's become termed as social justice issues and, and uh, you know, the mandate of the church to reach the poor instead of giving the real message of the season. That happens at Christmas, it happens at Easter. Um, instead of focusing, as you say, on the on the incredible Christian heritage that was given to this nation, um, the, uh, the facts that underpin the very society that we have are Christian. Um, and, and people want to push it all out of the door at the moment. And this is our one of our opportunities to really promote what Jesus Christ came to do uh, to give hope 
to give freedom from sin and freedom from hell. Um, but we don't hear those things mentioned too often, even in churches today. Well, Peter, while it is the priority, I think, to be talking about Easter and uh, Crucifixion Day tomorrow, uh, Resurrection Day on Sunday, uh, let's touch on some of the issues that you have been following at Salt Shakers, uh, some of the issues that you know are threatening some of the fabric of our society uh, under the whole uh, banner of what's happening with marriage. Of course, the Safe Schools Coalition program that's been uh, in more than 500 schools. You've been following that along. Is there any update on, on what's happened with, uh, with uh, the review and the response to it? Yes, well, actually, we're very disappointed in the outcome, as were many of the politicians that really raised this issue in the Parliament. Um, very disappointed with the outcome of the review. Um, whether we expected much more, uh, I won't say that we did, but nevertheless, uh, with the sort of momentum that was gained um, by a number of politicians pushing this, and very rightly so, um, we had perhaps hoped for a much better outcome. The fact is that so much of the program remains, and in fact what's going to happen is it's going to spoil a good program because the government have decided to insert um, large chunks of the Safe Schools Coalition program into the Safe Schools Hub program, which was already a very good anti-bullying program. And so, uh, in one sense, we've probably gone backwards rather than forwards um, in some ways, because um, if only the government had stood up and said, look, there's a very good program, it's been nationally accepted, called the Safe Schools Hub, it deals with bullying generally, not specifically on one aspect of bullying, and certainly doesn't teach children um, a very anti-God theory about sexual diversity um, and so unfortunately um, I think in many ways we've taken a, a um, almost a step backwards um, some parents will be relieved that they might have more say in in what their kids are going to get but uh, the schools that are currently running the safe schools hub um, which is a very good anti-bullying program are now going to be concerned that some of this um, absolute uh, Marxist theology or ideology uh, is going to be put into that program. Well, certainly a lot more attention still to come and a reminder that the battle for the hearts and minds of children is going on in our schools and uh, that's an interesting dimension that you bring to the fore there Peter that uh, while some people might have felt that it was a win getting the review and that the review did take some of those elements that were very concerning out of the Safe Schools Coalition program you're saying now a lot of the Safe Schools Coalition program is being incorporated into what was uh, the very good Safe Schools Hub uh, it's all confusing when you don't know what all of those things mean, but there is certainly that connection, but they were separate. But now you're saying that uh, that there's now going to be a combination of some of those issues in the Safe Schools Coalition into the Safe Schools Hub. We'll talk some more about that, I'm sure, in coming times. Uh, let me ask you about the uh, likelihood of an early election. Uh, there's a High Court challenge. I don't know how that will uh, will affect uh, the possibilities of, of how voting might happen, but you've been following along the change to voting laws as well, Peter. 
Yes, I think um, uh, not before time um, that we've seen these changes. Um, I, I've been pushing for 20 years, um, along with a lot of other people, to get um, optional preferential voting in the Senate. Um, and in fact, I'd prefer it to see it in the lower house as well um, and in all elections, um, because one thing I resent when I go to the poll is having to give some, uh, albeit maybe my last vote to a party that I uh, would never see want to become uh, the government in Australia. And so the being forced to fill in every square on a ballot paper um, simply means you have to actually allow your vote to be used where you don't want it to be used. So optional preferential, which in fact has been in New South Wales uh, state elections for a very long time, um, I think is a very good move. Of course, one doubts the validity of a High Court challenge on a vote which is taken in uh, the Senate. Um, I I tend to agree with the um, the legal people that are saying, well, frankly, the, the, the government has the right to make the change and it was voted on in the parliament, so therefore I'm hoping that it will stand up. Um, and, and it will mean that we can, in fact, give a very clear indication to uh, the government that we don't like them um, because, in fact, we don't have to vote for them. But if you want to send a message and still know that your vote is going somewhere, well, then you still put, you are now able to simply put a good Christian political party first and maybe your preference of a major party next so your vote's not going to disappear very quickly. Mm. Well, so we'll there are good advantages in that optional preferential system. We will be following that along too as that unfolds and as I understand it, constitutional lawyers don't yet know what the challenge will involve. They don't know uh, what Bob Day's argument will be yet so it's difficult to actually bring a lot of commentary to what will happen with that High Court challenge. But uh, Easter's almost upon us, Peter, and certainly wish you and your wonderful wife Jenny, a happy and holy Easter, and uh, I know you'll be uh, giving all glory to God, uh, worshipping him in that sense of, uh, well, his sacrifice on the cross for us and then Resurrection Day on Sunday, and uh, always appreciate your insights and Jenny's insights as we continue uh, to have some regular updates and commentary that comes from Salt Shakers. Uh, Let me, yep. Thank you, Neil. I I would like to add that um, it it is really great that we have a Christian radio network that goes right around Australia that actually allows the truth to be told. And um, we really appreciate the Vision Network and, and all you do, you guys do up there, and we wish you a very happy and blessed Easter too. Well, the Lord's blessing on you, Peter, and we'll catch up sometime soon. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020, and I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website where they can become informed about a whole lot of different dimensions that you don't hear in the mainstream media, Christian perspective on politics and those issues that are shaping our nation. Peter, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.